This is a venting session for all Warriors fans. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my Splash Bro, and my co-host, Zach. Uh, not really good for the past five games, Zach, but like... Before we get into anything, how have you been, brother? Uh, I've been good other than watching Warriors basketball, which has <laughs> taken away some happiness in my life. Not to sound like depressing or anything. I'm just saying, you know, the Warriors, they brought me a lot of happiness with winning that championship. And now, after this 3-6 and six start, I've come to the realization that... I'm, we may have gone back to 2021 with that Warrior season because it really feels like it right now. But, I mean, yeah, there's just a lot to say. Because okay, the yeah. Warriors currently is uh, not really bad. bad. It's not, not really bad, but it's like, it's not looking great. Um, for context, for everybody, um, the Warriors are one in four. Ever since since the last episode that we posted, um, they're on a four-game losing streak, and three of them are to lottery teams such as the Pistons, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Orlando Magic. See, you know, you're already laughing there, Zach. You're chuckling already with how I said those three teams. So, like, <laughs> is it, it there has to be a question, like, what's wrong with these this Warriors right now? Like, like it can't be the starting lineup because we know what the starters can do. What else is wrong with this Warriors team? I want to hear from you. I think when you look at the roster currently and how it's constructed, you have probably one of the best starting lineups in the league in Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney, and then a good sixth man in Jordan Poole, and then it drops off. And I think winning the championship last year really showed. We knew in 2021 that the Warriors were trying to do a two-timeline system with Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and then bringing along having another timeline of Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman. Last year, when the Warriors were dominating, they won a championship, Everyone pushed the two-timeline thing. We're not talking about that. They pushed that to the back seat. And now that issue has come back up to the front seat, and it's glaring the Warriors in the eyes in not a very good place as James Wiseman doesn't look the greatest. And you obviously can look on the box score and see that he's the worst player right now regarding plus-minus. Regarding and like minus, just lineup, but regarding the eye test, he hasn't been very good either. Um, for example, one of those losses that we haven't mentioned, they went to Miami on that road trip on the current road trip and lost to the Heat. And I believe it was in the first quarter, he picked up three fouls in five minutes. I mean, I haven't played like competitive basketball since middle school, but I think that's a pretty hard thing to do. Um, <laughs> unless you like you're I'm in not, there just to like intentionally foul someone i'm not trying to trash on like nba athletes because i perfectly respect everything 
these guys can do and all the talents that they have. But, you know, it seems like it's a pretty hard thing to do. And I think it's just frustrating when you see this guy get put out there night after night and it's just not getting any better. It's just getting worse. And then you have a guy like Jonathan Kaminga on the bench who's not getting any minutes, which also comes out as a, as a detriment to his development because he's not getting any time either. Um, but you can also look at Jordan Poole, who I believe that stat was he's minus 91. Let me pull out that stat real quick. Because I thought that was uh, eye-opening. But it doesn't help that Jordan Poole has to play with James Wiseman every time on the court, too. Yes, so that is true. That, that That's a good point. Because I think if you take James Wiseman out of that second unit, I think they become instantly better, obviously. But because if you take James Wiseman out of that second unit, you're probably looking at, with Dante DiVincenzo healthy, Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Dante DiVincenzo... Kaminga, Jermichael Green. Kaminga, Jermichael Green. I don't think that's terrible, but I just think the defense takes a little bit of a drop off from the starting lineup, which the Warriors really didn't have an issue with last year with GP2 and Otto Porter Jr. Yeah, and I think the defense is starting to become a glaring issue. Sure, of course, the loss of GP2 hurts, and I we kind of assumed that uh, Dante DiVincenzo would kind of like mask that issue. But since he's out, it kind of exposed the, the lack of defensive awareness on this team. And we see guys who aren't defensive players like Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole, let's be honest here, he's not good defensively. I feel like he's just a traffic cone on defense. Yeah, and I've said this, yeah. I've said this before, without like, any defensive guys, like a defensive lineup surrounding JP, he's going to get exposed. Like, cause there's no way you can scheme a really bad defensive player without um, having a good defensive lineup. So that's where that comes in. Also too, with defense fouling, of course, you know, 46 free throws tonight for the Orlando magic. Oh yeah. I know that's the thing too. Like I know fouling has been a key issue. I know we could sit here and blame the refs, but like, we're not going to do that here. I mean, you have to look at what are they doing wrong? I mean, it's just like they're getting blown by every time and like, and you have, (laughs) you're already stressing. It's not not, like, I was gonna make this. I'm. I'm just gonna make the point now. I think. Yeah, make it. Make I, it I think. Now. I think I've just moved on from the two timeline system. After. Okay, winning, we can. We can have this conversation right now. After winning a championship last year and feeling, going to the parade and seeing all that and just, the feeling of the Warriors being on top again, and now just seeing they started three and six. They lost to three teams who are most likely going to be picking in the top ten. That. Um, in July of next year, and it, it just it just it, it's just gotten worse, and it keeps getting worse when you throw guys to James Wiseman out there who he's just not getting any better. He's not improving. Um, and I think it may be time to just dump it and bring in some veterans. I don't know which veterans, but I feel like it would be better to trade for some veteran pieces than to keep putting these young guys out there. Let me ask you this. 
at this rate, with what you have seen, is James Wiseman a bust, knowing that you're a James Wiseman truther? I was the guy, like I told you before we started recording, the guy in 2020 in the dog days of that 15 and 50 season watching every game, replying to tweets saying that I'd rather have James (laughs) James (laughs) Wiseman over LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards because he was the scheme fit. He would play perfectly with Steph, Clay when he's healthy, Draymond. Then at the time, not knowing that it would be D'Angelo Russell would ter- become Andrew Wiggins, even though that's really not humanly possible, but they ended up trading. So, okay, it's fine. That didn't make any sense. But Andrew Wiggins and then James Wiseman in that lineup. And then I was, when they drafted James Wiseman, I was pumped, you know? I mean, it, this could work. And then 2021, it, it was a it was a tough road for him. Then he got injured, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe still holding it in. Then when some of those games he's playing, when the Warriors are playing in Japan, it looked a little bit promising. And then I think now that I've seen that, I think it's tough to call him a bust because I think he, I think he can be a solid big man in this league. But I think for being the number two pick in the NBA draft, I think it's leaning towards bus territory, which I don't want to say because the Warriors drafted him. I mean, but I think yeah, and, I think he's heading into that territory currently. Yeah, I mean, we have I've had conversations with you, and you heard in the episode of me saying how I don't like James Wiseman. The guy is a seven foot guy, but he can't seem to get physical with anybody. Sure, he can get called for fouls and all that, but. When you watch him, when you do the eye test, like you said, it's like he doesn't want to touch anybody. We saw a play in the screen with screening um, in the Orlando, in this Orlando Magic game where, like, he's basically screening air. Like, he doesn't even put a body on him. And he's, like, shaking his head, like or, like, when Steph didn't give him the ball or something like that. It's just, like, you're the biggest guy on the team. I would expect you to be really physical. And we saw this, I think, was it this game or in the Orlando game where he let somebody get an offensive rebound and bully ball him to get an N1? Is that, is that, was yeah, that today? There's probably been multiple instances of that on these, on this road trip, but I think that that happened today. See, the fact that you, you think that there's been a couple, that's my issue with that. Like, <laughs> you're letting dudes that are four inches shorter than you get offensive rebounds and bully ball you, then yes, I have an issue with that. And I know, like, I'm trying not to panic here, but it's like, this guy's been this in here for like two and a half seasons. Yes, he's been derailed by injury, but you've looked at to see the on and off of James Wiseman. We've seen him off the court in 2021. When he got hurt, the Warriors started to do even better. I'm right about that because it it was like a, I think they won 10 out of the last 12 in that season when he was hurt. In the last season, he was hurt, and they didn't play, win a championship, voice crack. But this year, we've seen it. When James Wiseman's on the court, he costs the lead. He came in in the Orlando game when they were up 11. Um, because of that, they, the lead evaporated. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be 
super pessimistic. I'm not trying to dog on James Wiseman. I know his talent is there. His, you know, the athleticism there. He's in the league for a reason. It's just, I think it's time to separate James Wiseman and, and the Warriors just because, hey, it's not working. It's been three years. I feel like it's time to move on, I think, at this point. I think my biggest problem with all this is the fact that they're trying to work this two-timeline system and people in the front office are trying to also compete and win titles. And I think just too much pressure on these young guys because I think as a young player, when you come in, I don't. a lot of these guys, I mean, if they were drafted to rebuilding teams, would be getting – 30 plus minutes a night and wouldn't be put, needing to play these crucial bench roles, which I think is unfair to the young guys just for all this pressure that the organization puts on them for being able to compete, which is why I think, I just think the two timeline system's not going to work now. I, I just, I think it's just time to move on and push all the chips into the table and go get some better in pieces, especially with how Steph is playing at the age of 34. He put up 39 points tonight, and they still lost. That's 2021-type stuff, and that season was disgusting, and I don't want to relive it. But you also have to bring into the equation, is it likely that the Warriors will push the chips in and go all in and trade some of the young guys? Me, I don't think so because I I just don't think so because I think Joe Jacobs on uh, – we're light years ahead train. If we're light years ahead, that means we have to have 21 year olds playing crucial minutes in the playoffs, which isn't going to work out this year. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Just because Joe Lacob has always been really high on James Wiseman. Um, I, we, we, you know, we've asked, we've asked for ownership to, um, make a move especially in that 2021 season i know we remember that with the whole ben simmons stuff <laughs> i know you remember that but that wasn't we that, were cl- that wasn't one of my proudest moments to say that we should trade andrew wiggins for ben simmons <laughs> <laughs> but that was conversation though i think especially the timeline sorry right now yeah the timeline was clamoring for it we were clamoring for it and I don't know if that didn't cause them to trade. I doubt they would trade it now just at this point, because hey, we're like, what, three, two, three years into this whole two timeline thing. And let's be honest here. The two timeline thing didn't exactly work last year because the only people who played mostly in the playoffs were all the veteran veteran guys. Like, yeah, the only time one of those young guys played out of those three young guys and James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, was when Moses Moody had to step in for Damian Lee in game two because Damian Lee was unplayable in that game. So that's the only time a young guy stepped in. And Moses Moody is out of the equation. He's in the safety area. Jonathan Kaminga and Jonathan – oh, I was going <laughs> to – Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman. See, there's too many young guys that I keep repeating names. Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman, they're in the danger zone. So, you know, I'm – if I'm Bob Myers and I get and I want to go all in, those are the two I would be trading away. The problem is, is that they really have no value currently because James Wiseman, other teams are watching. They see that he hasn't been playing very good, and Jonathan Kaminga hasn't gotten any minutes. 
But why do you think so? Why is Jonathan Kaminga not getting minutes? I think there there has to be something going on internally at practice, etc. That's my guess. But we've seen I feel like Jonathan Kaminga can do a little better job than James Wiseman. Let's be honest here. James Wiseman's getting charity minutes. I feel like I don't want to be mean, but I feel like <laughs> and, it's, and it's not even like Jonathan Kaminga's the odd man out. Steve Kerr can easily put him in the game. They're they're three and six currently. At least just mix up the combinations a little bit and put him in the game because I want to see what he can do. He's shown that he's shown his ceiling and his potential during obviously garbage time minutes last year mostly, but I I, I would just like to see what he can do. I think he has a higher ceiling than James Wiseman does. And, but at the end of the day, I would just like to see the Warriors just abandon the two timeline system and push all your chips in the table because you're not going to be getting back to the NBA finals doing this. I agree with that too. I think Especially, if you want to speak on the, yeah, you're just if you not. want to speak on the Jonathan Kaminga thing, he does play a lot better when he's on the floor with Steph and Draymond. If he put him with anyone else, I think, that's where it becomes an issue. The problem with James Wiseman is like, wherever you put him, he's going to be a net negative wherever you put him. So that's always going to be the issue. I do. And look, he didn't look bad with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Andrew Wiggins. But granted, he was playing with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. <laughs> so I want to, I want to, I want to bring this up. If you're James Wiseman and Steph Curry cannot make you better that I don't know who can. Steph Curry is the greatest floor riser I've ever seen play this game of basketball. If you somehow can't become better while playing with Steph, I'll reiterate that. I don't know what to say. Like We've seen dudes who have played with Steph and afterwards are already out of the league. We've seen Jordan Bell, Patrick McCaw, Jonas Jerebko. I have not granted Jonas Jerebko had a career before that, but you know, we've seen other guys that I know there are, Warriors. but it's like, <laughs> I don't know, but that's it already with the whole two timeline thing. I want to shift this conversation. Yes, Steph was playing in the 2019 NBA finals with Jonas Jerebko, Quinn Cook, Jordan Bell, Patrick McCaw. Oh, and I forgot old Warriors <laughs> legend Alfonso McKinney. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and he was putting up a fight with those guys on the court with him. So, I mean, I think it's not been said, but. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's shift the conversation a little bit for the two timeline. I think we've kind of gotten our piece into it. I do want to talk about one thing. Like, um, Clay Thompson, right? Um, granted, you know, he has a great history in the Warriors. Like, I feel like. Right now, if we're just strictly speaking on the present, has Clay Thompson been hijacking this team a little bit? In your opinion, uh, during some points in the game, yes. Is he the reason why the Warriors lose? No, no. Um, but the pivotal example of that is the Miami game where he shot more shots than Stephen Curry. And, 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 and it's obviously the Orlando game tonight. He took the ball out of Steph's hands. Whenever the Warriors are down by one possession and they need a clutch shot in the fourth quarter, 
it goes into number 30's hands, no questions asked. And Steph- was he doubled on the last play? Was Steph doubled on the doubled. last play? Um, oh, he wasn't. I thought he was because I saw. I think I saw a clip where he maybe. was doubled. But yeah, I mean, man. I'm just saying. For just from the way Clay has been shooting, I, I feel like you shouldn't just chuck a shot. You know, just qu- quit chucking. Even though he did play well tonight against Orlando, um, and granted, I think he didn't really get to get that much um, game in this over this summer as probably precaution. But I wouldn't say he's hijacking games, but it, he's not helping offensively when he's cutting possessions short because he just feels need to just shoot that three and thinks he's got it. He doesn't. He had the classic uh, one on five pull up a three. You see, they remember that the clip from tonight. Yeah, that, that that pissed me off when I first saw, it, and then when he made it, I was like, "Oh, that's classic Clay." So I'm not. <laughs> you throw up your hands up just because of that, but if he makes it, it's all good. But if he missed that, Warriors Twitter would all be over that. Can't guard a one on five three pointer by Clay Thompson. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we got – I know it's a long season and there's a lot of games coming up, but, I mean, I don't know if I asked this, but is this panic territory right now? Um, I remember on Twitter after the Charlotte game where they lost in overtime, I could tell how many fans on Warriors Twitter – weren't watching the 15 and 50 season and they weren't watching before 2015 because there were losses like that before the Warriors had that 2015 year with the championship. There were many losses during those years. And when obviously when Steph was younger and um, 15 and 50 season, yeah, I watched almost every game, which is, you know, waste of my time probably, but you no, know, <laughs> being a true fan, watching Kai Bowman, Eric Pascal, Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, Glenn Robinson the third, Alec Burks. Alec Burks, man, Warriors legend, only there for half a year. Um, but I think my panic ha- on the panic meter it's ticked up a bit. I think it's this is worrisome because I think they're three and six through the first nine games, and I think if the starters end up getting rest tomorrow, which wouldn't be. Um, surprising on a back-to-back in New Orleans, and they'd be three and seven. Yeah, it's especially on a road trip where you just lost the three lottery teams. Yeah, I'd say we're in the worrisome category. I don't think it's time to ultimately panic because if they're still playing like this in December, January, then it's time to like panic. Let's start breaking glass. It's not good. Right now, we're in the worrisome. I think it's like it, uneasiness. It's like uneasiness right now. Like I think it, I will the Warriors make the playoffs? Yes. I think the Warriors will make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh whatever that takes account on Twitter can come and like retweet this if the Warriors end up not making the playoffs. But um I think the Warriors will make the playoffs. I think they won't be a playing team, but I just think they really need to look at this two timeline system and think if I don't think it's even going to work because you have Dante DiVincenzo coming back, and I think he'll help with that second unit. But 
if you have to rely on Andre Iguodala, who's almost 40 years old, to play <laughs> crucial minutes on that bench, and he said on his podcast when he was coming back that t- talking about Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, saying I shouldn't have to see the floor. If you got, if I, if he said something like, if I'm on the floor, that means you guys are messing up. So, just saying, man, you know, he shouldn't be coming on the floor. Um, but Iggy's was, let's be honest here. I mean, he did provide some good minutes early in the season last year. He did. He disappeared for three months and then came back and then disappeared for another three months and never came back. But yeah, I think I'm, I think it's on the worrisome meter right now. I'm on that. I'm on that tier too because I think this this is mostly like the easy part of the schedule, right? Right. I think, which but is, like, which is why I think, the, which is what benefited the Warriors last year with their fast start of going like twenty and five or something like that, because down the stretch last year, after Steph got hurt, they I think they just went five hundred too or like less yeah. than that too when Steph got hurt. Yeah, it was not good, and <clears throat> Steph gets hurt with this team. Oh, baby, we're tanking for Victor Weminyama. If you ask me. Do we even have a pick? Do we have our, have our pick next year? I don't even know. I think we have a pick. I sure hope so. <laughs> the Steph, if Steph ends up getting hurt, which I hope to God he doesn't, might as well start the tank machine because, I mean, a Jordan Poole-led offense with his defense. Yeah. But... <laughs> I love Jordan Poole, but he just needs – I think Jordan Poole just needs to step it up, you know? I agree with that too. I think – and I, I think I think it's going to get better, but I think – I just think the two-timeline system, it may be time to just pitch it, you know? Push all the chips into the table and go get a guy like Jared Vanderbilt from the Utah Jazz who's a good, solid rotational big, or Jacob Pertle from the San Antonio Spurs, I believe he still plays for. Yeah. Yeah. I think both would be great as, like, defensive backup bigs but yeah. i think Jermichael you know that's green, not gonna happen michael green is serviceable but i think i'd like to have a better big so we don't have to play james wiseman and can maybe ship him down to the g league get some reps in Santa Cruz. but knowing the warriors front office that probably will not happen but we can all hope we can all ramp up the trade machine and see what happens <laughs> people are already ramping up the trade machines as we speak too yeah, jared, so. jared vanderbilt for james wiseman it's a, it works in the espn trade machines so i mean why wouldn't danny ainge want to take that it's me <laughs> i think that'll conclude episode 110 i believe 11 actually i think 111 she's warriors are causing me so much um Warriors are making me forget how many episodes have been published. One episode one hundred and eleven of the Catching Dubs podcast. Um we'll uh make sure you uh follow on all uh social media platforms. Warriors play in New Orleans Friday night. Um which is basically today too. Which is basically they play later today at 5.30 p.m., and then they are back at it on Monday against the Kings. I may be going to that game, so, you know, if you want us to take some pictures, just kidding. I don't know if I'm going to that game, but then they play the Kings, and then they're back at home, so. Um, and uh, that would do it, so we'll catch you in the next one. Um, 
Let's hope that the Warriors are gonna get back to winning ways sometime soon. Hopefully. They say fly girls have more fun.